Never in my lifetime have I seen so much division in our country. What's worse is the division among us as believers and followers of Christ. It only seems to be getting worse with each passing day. This spirit of division that we are under is infiltrating our homes and our communities. And if that isn't bad enough, it has entered our churches. Join me this week as I talk about getting our act together. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. As followers of Jesus, the bar is set high for us to walk in unity. Unity is very important to God, and it should be for us as well. When I looked up the meaning of the word unity in the dictionary, it says that unity is oneness. It is being united in whole, though comprised of two or more parts. As the body of Christ, the Bible says we are one body with many parts. Unity doesn't mean we have to agree with one another politically, socially, or even theologically. Unity is an agreement. It is understanding that you're part of something bigger than you. And for us as followers of Jesus, we're part of the body of Christ. Who we are in Christ is what dictates unity as a follower of Jesus. As we walk out our identity, unity is a natural consequence. In John chapter 17, verse 11, we see Jesus praying to the Father that we would be united. When we read a little further in verses 13 and 14, we see we also don't belong to this world and that in fact, we will be hated by the world because of who we are. The divide is only going to grow greater as the world walks further and further from the revealed truth in the Bible. In fact, God created us for unity in thought and process. Think about it. The Holy Spirit is one being and we all share in that one being. We all share the same Holy Spirit. When we look at Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, we have to remember that Corinth was famous for immorality and paganism. The Corinthian church was plagued with problems that were moral, ethical, doctrinal, practical, corporate, and private. Doesn't that sound familiar? Paul points out the biggest problem the Corinthian church had in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. Their biggest problem was that they were living like people of the world. They weren't growing to become the people God had created them to be. I can't help but wonder if that isn't our biggest problem as well. Are we so focused on what is going on in the world that we've lost our focus on Jesus? How are we to move past immaturity as a believer to be able to walk in the unity Jesus prayed for us to have? This week, I want to share with you some areas where we as followers of Jesus can determine to grow in order to walk in unity with one another. We're going to be praying for our children and diving deeper ourselves in the devotions this week. This will help us to step up our spiritual parenting in this area and give our children an advantage as they grow and mature. Do you want to come and join our community of believers who are praying for the next generations? Click the link in the show notes and go sign up for the Raising Kids on Your Knees prayer tribe. The best thing is it's free and it will change the legacy you leave behind.
So let's dive a little deeper into how we can begin to foster unity in the body of Christ. Look with me at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. There is a lot at stake when we choose not to walk in unity. The biggest is that others are not going to see Christ. When followers of Jesus are divided, we don't look any different than the world. The Corinthian church was so divided, and the reason they were so divided was because they were living like the people of the world. They were not walking in their true identity, which is as children of God. You and I need to begin growing up spiritually. It's time to stop drinking milk and start craving the meat of the Bible. As we begin to dive deeper into the truths of the Bible and apply them to our lives through obedience, we will begin to mature. The mature follower of Jesus desires to walk in unity with their brothers and sisters in Christ because they understand all that is at stake. A mature follower of Jesus isn't ruffled when people don't agree with their viewpoint or that someone blatantly is walking contrary to the truth. The disciple of Jesus is obsessed with one thing, Jesus. The bar is high for you and me as followers of Christ. We are the very example of what unity is supposed to look like. Our witness is a reflection on the church we attend and the ministries we serve. More importantly, it is a reflection on the God we profess. Look at this verse with me. It's Hebrews chapter 12, verse 13. It's the very first part of that verse. It says this, Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. Often, we have to ask ourselves these two questions. Number one, would someone want to get to know Jesus by the way I reflect him in my life? And number two, would someone want to attend my church based solely on my conduct in this divisive atmosphere? These are some hard questions, but they're questions that we have to answer honestly if we're going to look different than the world. Others must see Jesus in us. Too often, we have an agenda that we're pushing rather than pushing the love of Christ. As we grow in maturity in Christ, it will strengthen those around us to walk uprightly and grow in Jesus. When you and I choose not to grow up, we're standing in the way of those around us being able to grow too. None of us want to stand before Jesus guilty of that. I want to talk to you about this verse of walking in peace with everyone. It's in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. The very first part of that verse says this, work at living in peace with everyone. Working at peace is not something that is on the radar in our country these days. Yet God tells us in this verse that we are to work at it. He also tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 18, do all you can to live at peace with everyone. You and I are called to be peacemakers. We are not, however, to be peacekeepers. Peacekeepers will do anything to make sure there's peace. They don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers at all. It is people pleasing at its finest. Peacemakers, however, are willing to allow things to get a little uneasy but are always open for reconciliation with others. Being a peacemaker is work. It will require us to choose forgiveness when we've been wronged and take the low road when we have wronged others. Hear me when I say that we are not called to be a doormat. There will be times when healthy boundaries need to be set so that we are not abused by someone either physically, emotionally, spiritually, or mentally. 
Here are a couple of very practical questions to ask yourself when you're interacting with others that will help us to work at peace. Number one, do they really want to hear what you have to say? And number two, have you earned the right to speak in their life? Having peace in times of division will take work on our part and a laser focus on who we are in Christ. Another thing that we're supposed to be working on that contributes to unity is living a holy life. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, the second half of that verse says this, and work at living a holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Simply put, a holy life is a different life. As we mature in Christ, our lives will look different from the lifestyles of the world. When we choose not to walk differently or even look differently than the world, not only will we not see the Lord, but those around us will not see him either. The only way we're going to be able to walk in unity as brothers and sisters in Christ is to make sure we're striving to live a holy life. Unity in a divisive culture is very different and it will stand out above the crowd. Maturity in Christ is what guarantees your life to be holy. Focusing on growing up into maturity has got to be our intention every single day, lest we are still drinking mother's milk. Unfortunately, way too many of us are still drinking milk when we should be way past it by now. Only when we move past it will we begin to grow and become all that Christ has created us to be. And only then will we become a holy people. Have you moved from milk to spiritual maturity? Grace and forgiveness, those two go hand in hand. We're reminded of this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, where it says, Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Extending grace to those who disagree with you can be difficult, especially if they disagree with you passionately. However, you and I are called to a higher standard as children of God. You are called to extend the same grace to others that God himself has extended to you. Another trap is presuming upon God's grace in our personal life, and it is a dangerous place to walk. Yet we do it all the time. We take for granted the grace extended to us at the cross. Worse yet, we fail to offer it to others. Both are characteristics that stand in the way of others being able to see God's grace, and both stand in the way of unity in the body of Christ. Choosing forgiveness out of obedience to Jesus is an act of grace we must learn to walk in. Unforgiveness turns into hatred, anger, bitterness, and resentment in no time flat. A root of bitterness will first become a stumbling block to you, and worse yet, it's going to corrupt other people. Making sure that you and I are extending grace and forgiveness will go a long way in creating unity in the body of Christ. Remember, unity doesn't mean we have to agree, but it does mean that we are to be kind and gracious. Won't you join me this week in determining to be united with our brothers and sisters in Christ? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much that we are part of something bigger than just us, that we are part of your body. Help us, Lord Jesus, as your children to walk in unity. May we be the examples to the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen.